Welcome to SA Winos, a podcast for our monthly wine club members. In this season, we're exploring the wild and wonderful whites of South Africa by tasting three Sauvignon Blancs. Uh, to guide us through this and every episode of Why Not, we have Francois, the familiar face from the SA Winos warehouse is the word I'm looking for in <laughs> South Austin. Francois, how are you doing? Doing well, Brian. Really, really excited about this month. We, um, you know, as you go through coming up with unique experiences for the folks that are in our wine club, um, you kind of have to start getting a little bit creative towards the summer months because a 90% of folks in the summer, instead of drinking, you know, the reds, they drink rosé. That's kind of where people switch to. Um, I know there are hardcore red wine drinkers out there. We all obviously we're always happy to switch these out um, if if you don't want the whites. But um, to be a little bit more palatable for the middle of summer, I can't think of. I mean, outside of Chenin Blanc, something that's just a good pool sipper when it's ice cold. You know, I think where where this kind of differs a little bit from Chenin is Chenin is always kind of light no matter the temp. So even if it's kind of lukewarm, you know, it's it still has a crispy edge to it. Sauvignon Blanc, I feel like if it heats up, it's a totally different wine. Right. Like it, it starts changing completely from the characteristics that you're used to when it's cold. So specifically, these wines for this month have to be nice and cold for the Texas heat. And that's why we selected them. It's, it's a cornerstone vin- varietal worldwide, especially in South Africa. Um, as we've discussed before, our Sauve Blancs kind of tend to go a little bit more towards the green pepper, you know, green fruit notes instead of your citrusy sweet notes. Mm. Um, and this one, Neil Joubert, I mean, fantastic winemaker. You guys have had, if you've been part of the club for a bit, um, you've had a couple of his his reds and um, I think actually also a Chenin Blanc. I have to look back. But in any case, this, this vineyard's been in the same family for four generations uh, the Sauvignon Blanc specifically is grown at a higher elevation, so it's a little bit, um, it doesn't get so much heat stress to it, uh, tends to lead to a little bit more of a crisp finish, a little less, you know, a little bit, let's say it tends to lean more towards the Chenin side than the Sauvignon Blanc side when it gets um, a little bit warmer. It's not quite so, uh, I don't even know what that word is, Brian. What? <laughs> I'm sure it's the same in beer too, right? Like if you've had uh, Coors Light or really any lager, if you have it warm, it tastes almost more intense to an extent. Yeah. So you're when the the colder you drink, and this goes for anything, whether it's bourbon, wine, beer, the colder you drink it, the more uh, muted the flavors ended up end up tasting. The fewer flavors that you're able to pull out because your palate is shocked by the temperature more than the flavors. So yeah, it's a uh, it, it for some wines like reds, uh, you might want to drink warmer. Uh, they will taste more flavorful. You'll pick out more of those nuanced flavors. But wines that are best consumed cold, like they start tasting, you start pulling out some flavors that you might not necessarily want in a in a wine. Yeah, they're not. I think the message is they're not intended to be drank warm. They they can be drank less cold. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, I mean, even just this glass as it sits here, it, it changes. Right. You know, because once it's ice cold, 
you have certain flavors that are muted and as it warms up you know it opens up and you sh you should serve it cold to ice cold and have that experience throughout the drink because unless you're serving it in a yeti which we should probably discuss reasons why you shouldn't um it's stainless steel 90 percent of it is not sealed it's not been treated with any sort of lining on the inside um if you're planning on sitting there for 20 to 30 minutes with the acidity of the wine in the glass it's probably best not to have it you know in a in a yeti cup yep. um it, it does change the flavor even though you might not realize it if you drink the same wine out of the steel yeti cup versus a, a wine glass and you just leave them the same amount of time the yeti glass gives off it, it does have some off um off flavors that it does add to it and if you're drinking anything sparkling anything carbonated Definitely do not drink out of stainless steel. Doesn't matter how food safe it is. Uh, as Francois pointed out, it is not sealed. Uh, so you create a bunch of different, what, they're, what are called nucleation points. So uh, any carbonation, uh, get a carbonic acid that is in suspension within that liquid, automatically comes out of suspension and you will have a flat beverage very, very quickly. Yeah, and it's, you know... I love my double vacuum walled, like love my glasses. Don't get me wrong. Uh, <clears throat> stick to the sodas, the cocktails and the beers and water. Let's, let's, and let's water. not yeah, forget sure. the classy, don't, classy don't, water. Don't use it for the wine. It doesn't work very well for it. I understand the reason I use it too for wine sometimes, right? Like it's a hundred degrees outside. I'm going to go play the dog. I use it for that. <clears throat> Just please don't put fancy wines in there. Francois will take pictures of fancy beer in Yeti cups and then send it to me. He's like, what do you think? And I'm like, "I it's a stainless steel yeah, cup, my yeah. guy. Can't see it. What's <laughs> yeah, happening? Running, that's a running bit. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So just, just words of the wise, you know, and if you do it, there's nothing wrong with it. Just know that you're, it's not the same experience. Well, and if you taste something maybe a little weird, it's difficult to say whether it's the same stainless steel or the wine. So mm. pour some in a glass and taste it just in the glass to make sure it's not the stainless steel doing it. Speaking of tasting what's in the glass, let's talk about what we're tasting in this glass. And to do that, we are joined by my lovely wife, Avery. Avery, what are you picking up in this Neil Jobert Sauvignon Blanc? Um, first, I smell peach when I smell it. It's definitely got a citrusy taste to it but I definitely like when I put it up to my nose I can't say that I taste peach necessarily but when I put it up to my nose I 100% smell peach um also I feel like y'all rained on my parade a little bit because I do <laughs> love my summer wine in a in a tumbler sometimes you know like in a no, little it's, wine tumbler yeah again it's not it's just a I want people to know what happens with the wine when it's in there. I do it as well. I did it tonight. I had Noble Hills Rosé Mouvedre out on the patio in a tumbler. I, I do it as well. But, but do if, know if you taste something odd. It's probably a tumbler. Don't pour it into the tumbler and taste it again. Pour it into a glass and make sure it's the wine. It's not the tumbler. See, gotcha. sweetie, you don't have to worry about it. It goes so fast out of the glass. You okay. don't you get a chance wow. to taste the off. <laughs> It's funny. So, okay. So, uh, quick, quick thing. I don't know. Did you read the tasting notes on this, Avery, or is this just what you... I did not read the tasting notes. This is just yeah. what I smell. So, I think unless you've, you know, tasted guava often, 
guava and peach have very similar noses. Okay. And apricot. Uh, and apricot, yeah. yeah. So so what they've got is that they have listed as the tasting notes is ripe guava, so sweet guava, um, and fig. And I, I do I do I do smell the fig, but it's very much like you would have had to have had a fig pudding at some point to know what this smells like. Because yeah. it does not smell like a fig you just cut open. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't even smell like fig jam, no. which wh- yeah. how we usually have it in the States. Yeah. No, it's like it's like a caramelized fig. And then um, the other note on there is green pepper. I don't get any any green pepper on the nose. I get it on the on the taste, but I, I get none on the nose. S- I would it's, agree it's with that. I don't massively, to your point, peach passion fruit guava and then green pepper or not green pepper uh fig i see i uh i i'm i'm sorry i stepped on i stepped on you what what's up (laughs) no worries real fruity on the nose fruity on the yeah agreed but delicious i mean this is i love it but the so let's talk about the follow-through right because i think what what's most interesting about a lot of these wines Sorry, Milo's also here. So if, if I cut in and out, it's because I get muted. Uh-huh. Uh, so no, okay, what's interesting about a lot of these wines is when you smell them, they don't always follow through or they, they deliver something unexpected on, on the palate, mm. right? So there's a couple of, I, I remember when we were, we were doing the Pinotage uh, month, two months ago, we had a couple of them that were like, man, that's a lot of dark fruit, smells sweet, whatever. And you know, once it came through, it was dry, but you got, you got the, you know, the front end fruit and then it just dried off and became what a pinotage is. So what would you say, Avery, as you're tasting this, is it delivering on what you're smelling? Is it like what you, what you thought it would taste like? It's a little more citrusy than what I'm smelling, but still good. Like, cause what I'm smelling is very, I mean, like I said, it's very peachy and, um, I don't know. It almost seems a little softer than what I actually taste. And what I taste is a little more acidic and citrusy, but not in a bad way. It's very like refreshing summertime wine, but it, I mean, it's a little different than what I'm smelling. Okay. A little oyster pairing is what I say. A little, little oyster pairing. <laughs> yeah. Fresh seafood. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Fresh seafood. Good little confusion for your uh, seafood eating self to smell something and taste something a little different. I actually like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd pair it with a little oysters. I could see something briny and salty going real oh, well with this. Be absolutely great. I think, um, you know, what, what I like about this one versus the ones that we're about to taste is, and I, I, I hope, right? This is This is all... Francois's memory based on tasting these, you know, throughout time. Um, what I hope this month will exhibit to folks is similar to the Pinotage, right? This is a high altitude wine. We're going to taste some other wines that are grown in, you know, the, the, the Sauvignon Blanc for Minor Run is a much more, um, you know, moist area. There's a lot more rain there. You get a lot more, um, you know, we're having reactions on the word the yeah. M word. Yeah. Um, so there's it's it's a lot more uh, tropical. Uh, people don't like the word moist for some reason. So, oh. um In any case, it's a lot. It's, it's yeah. It's a lot more tropical. You get a lot more rain at some of these vineyards. So, um, 
I I think we're going to see some differences in flavor and that crispness that we talk about. But let's see. And if we don't, then Frank, you know, is full of clink. And uh, <laughs> I see what you did. I see what you did. You edited for me. I appreciate yeah, that. I did. Yeah, and I don't want to create more work. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, and then and then we can all move on and never trust my opinion on something. But you know what? That's the that's the beauty. We were actually talking about this right before the podcast when it was brought up by Christina. They're like, "Oh, what did we say about these wines that we've had before?" And I was like, "Oh God, no!" Because sometimes, like your palate changes either in the way you perceive something, uh, like we always talk about the food that you've had to eat today, you know, how stuffy your nose is when you're consuming the wine or any beverage. Uh, so, you know, we, we can speak to what we taste right now and, uh, hopefully you're tasting along at home, uh, or with friends and y'all are comparing notes there as well. And you know, it's, it's always good. I mean, here's the deal. When you have these world-class examples of wine, like it's good to have, one now and have one, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with oysters or whatever seafood you're having and then have one later just, uh, around the pool by itself. Test them out, pour one into your Yeti tumbler and then pour one into your glass, you know, and just enjoy it that Yeti, way. You know, that's where I normally, mm, mm-hmm. no, that's I mean, good. yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't mean to harp on Yeti. I use them as well. Yeah. Arctic. We're big Arctic people over here. <laughs> no, it does affect. No, uh, so I'll, I'll I'll say this about my tasting notes on this. Um, there's a word on the back of this bottle that sticks out to me, and it's on the back end of the uh, of the sip, and it's grassiness. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting like fresh cut grass. Whatever that that smell is is on the back end after I swallow. Um, you know, a sip of the Sauvignon Blanc, I get that same sensation of fresh cut like wet grass in the summer. And, yeah, uh, and the one thing that specific tasting note only comes out when it warms up a little bit, and that's what I was gonna say. Did not have that when I first poured this glass. That might be that bell pepper. That, yeah, it very well could be. Um, yeah, but it's it, here's the deal. It's not not distracting. It's not uh, isn't detrimental. It it just makes this sip way more interesting. Um, but I really enjoyed this. Great. Francois, do you have any tasting notes on this that we haven't already covered? No, I think I've kind of dispersed mine in, into everybody else's. I, it, the one thing I'll say that makes this one very different is it does not have a strong green pepper. Mm. Um, it, the green pepper is there, but it's it's not. If you serve it to the right temp, it's not that high. Um, so that's why we have it, because we're known as a country for that green bell pepper kind of jalapeno skin type flavor in the Sauv Blancs. And this one doesn't have it. That's why it's in the portfolio. So, But it's tasty as all get out, man. Yeah. Uh, where can the listeners, if they want to find out more information about this Neil Jobert Sauvignon Blanc uh, or any of the other wines or becoming a wine club member, where can we direct them to go? Yeah, sure. So uh, the wine club members all got their inserts with their shipments. So you'll be able to read on there. Um, you know, the tasting notes and all that stuff. Um, if you are becoming a member <clears throat> um, and you want an insert, uh, that'll come with your first shipment. Uh, if you would like to join the wine club, go to sawinos.com, uh, go to the join tab. You can join out of state, in state. Uh, if you are in state, just be sure to pick up your wines at the warehouse. Otherwise, we'll have to ship them and there is a charge for that. Uh, but either way, you know, you'll get your wines. Um, if you want to know more about wine club parties and 
the like that we have out in the South Austin warehouse. Uh, do sign up for our newsletter and follow us on Instagram and Facebook if you're on those platforms. Uh, we announce those, you know, in due time. So the uh, one for August, if you just give me a second, is going to be, drum roll please, Brian. The 27th <laughs> of August. So we'll have our bry. Um, it's going to have a bit of a twist this month because Francois got family in town, so I'm not going to be manning the grill. So be sure to show up. It's going to have very good food as always. Um, oh, but and, and yeah. yeah, and Budavos will be there. So don't don't worry about that. We'll have we'll have the staples. But um, you know, do come down for that. And then also this month, special cast is the first to know it. So if you pop this in on Monday morning. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting the rugby games this month. So we have rugby championships kicking off New Zealand, South Africa next Saturday, 10 a.m. It'll be on the big screen in the SA one is warehouse. So other than that, announcements are over. We're done with the first one. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Neil Joubert, Sauvignon Blanc, done, dusted. Up next, Rhino Run. And this is one that we've had, I think we had it three months ago um but it was in a organic wine pairing with a bunch of reds so i'm excited for this one to go up against you know to go up against its true brothers and sisters in the sauvignon blanc varietal so join us on the next one uh episode two of season brian keep me honest what season is this season xyz whatever season this is i think it's season five though i think it's season five uh, but if we're wrong about it, I apologize. Uh, for Francois at SA Winez, we'll see you on the next one.